You're listening to Two Brain Radio. We make gyms profitable, getting you on track to making every day your perfect day. Every week, we'll deliver top-shelf business tactics to help improve your gym, advance your fitness career, and move you closer to wealth. Get ready to start building your bigger and better business with your coach, best-selling fitness author of Two Brain Business, Grow Your Gym, and Health First, Chris Cooper. Everybody hates their insurance company until they need their insurance company. My insurance recommendation is Von Vernon of Affiliate Guard. Before I get into this story, I want to make it clear here that I don't get any kickback for recommending Vaughn, but I've done it so many times. Whenever anybody online asks a question about insurance companies, I always say Affiliate Guard. Here's why. Years ago, when we affiliated with CrossFit, my insurance company dumped me. Uh, citing quote-unquote tractor pulls that we were going to be doing, whatever the hell that is. I've never pulled a tractor in my life. Um, I've driven lots of tractors, and I can tell you I don't think I could pull one if I wanted to, but that's besides the point. At that time, the person who swooped in and saved CrossFit gyms in Canada was Joanne Legal. And if you're in Canada, I recommend talking to her, period. You don't have to talk to her first. You don't have to talk to her last. Just talk to her, period. If you're in the States, though, I recommend Affiliate Guard because the program that I get through Joanne in Canada is really, really awesome and all-inclusive. Joanne's personality, though, is what keeps me with their company. In the States, Affiliate Guard is run by Von Vernon, a massive personality, a crossfitter, a jiu-jitsu guy. He drives dirt bikes. He has good-looking kids, all that stuff, and his policy is the best. It's really, really tough to tell when you're reading your policy if the benefits are the same as someone else's because they obscure stuff on purpose. It's just like taxes. However, when I'm looking at my policy, I ask myself, will that guy get up in the middle of the night and help me out? This weekend was a great example of Vaughn's personality. One of my friends and clients down in Florida had their garage door smashed open by a Mustang that was doing donuts in the parking lot. And they texted me at 6 a.m. on a Sunday and I wanted to help. So I texted Vaughn. He's two hours behind me and he responded right away. Your insurance company is not going to do that. As I said at the start of this, everybody hates their insurance company until they need insurance. And when you do need insurance, you want them to answer the damn phone on a Sunday morning and you want to talk to the head man and you just want to know everything's going to be okay. With Affiliate Guard, it is. Pop quiz. I have two affiliates in front of me. One has 40 members, one has 400. Who has the better business? The answer is that I don't know yet, and you can't possibly know the answer because headcount is irrelevant. What matters is profit. What matters is the ability to predict future profits based on the revenue that you're making today. So at Two Brain, something that I've learned from my mentors is that real genius makes complex things simple to understand. So we don't measure 50 different metrics. We don't measure 20 different metrics. We don't even measure 10. We measure profitability, average revenue per member, and also length of engagement. Because I want to know, are you making a paycheck or not? And I also want to know, are you going to make a paycheck next month or not? These are part of the systems that we build at the Two Brain Incubator. And this weekend at the CrossFit Games, I'm going to be talking about how to increase those things, profit, average revenue per member, and length of engagement. At the Two Brain Summit in June, two of our mentoring team, Josh Price and Anastasia Bennett, addressed those topics. Josh Price is first going to talk about increasing average revenue per member. Josh makes an incredible living as a CrossFit affiliate at local CrossFit with only 160 members. 
Anastasia is going to talk about retention and the new best practices, the science of keeping people engaged for longer. Using bright spots is something that we've done since I wrote my first book in 2009. But there's a lot of new science out there about what it takes for the human brain to become engaged and stick with something and turn it into a habit. And Anastasia is going to talk about that in this episode. Next week, we're going to feature Josh Price's episode on average revenue per member, because these are the two sides of the equation that tells me how profitable your business is. And profit is what tells me how successful your business is. To come back to the original pop quiz, the reason that somebody with 40 clients can be more successful than somebody with 400 clients is because the person with 40 clients can actually be making more money. And I drew this example from two conversations that I've had recently. The first conversation was with a trainer who was working at a gym using the CrossFit methodology to help his clients achieve a higher level of health and live a more fulfilled life. He was paying a little bit of rent to the gym owner and he was keeping the rest of the personal training revenue that he made for himself. He was taking home over $4,000 per month. On another call, within the same month, I spoke to a gym owner with 400 clients. She was taking home less than $1,000 per month. Obviously, she had a lot more headaches. She had a lot more stress. She had a lot more churn. She had to recruit 40 new members every single month just to break even and make that $1,000 a month. Who has the better boss? Who has the better job? And frankly, who has the better business? In this example, it's the first guy. In other examples, it might be reversed. The person with a 400-person box should be making easily a couple of hundred thousand dollars a year take home. But the bottom line is that the practices necessary to grow each business are the same. The person with 40 people has bought themselves a job. They can't scale beyond that. But the person with 400 people has tried to scale headcount instead of scaling profit. The answer and the next steps require mentorship and they require the incubator program that we've built at TwoBrain. If you're not sure where you fall on your entrepreneurial journey, I encourage you to go to twobrain.com forward slash test, take our test, figure out where you are, then book a free call with me or one of the TwoBrain mentoring team and figure out what the next steps are to get you to the next level of business success. Enjoy the episode. Okay, so I'm Anastasia, and I'm one of uh, mentors at Two Brain. I also own two CrossFit gyms in New Zealand, pretty much five-minute walk from each other. One that I've started five years ago, and the other one was um, our competitor gym. And when he decided to move on, we offered to buy the gym, and I went into partnership with one of our coaches. Got both experiences, partnership, and running the gym on my own. Like Chris said, I came from originally Russia, so you can hear amazing accent. It promised five minutes, maybe 10 minutes, you'll get used to it and you'll start understanding what I'm saying. So what I want to do today is I want to have interactive speech rather than me just talking. We'll start with a few questions. There'll be actually four questions. Put your hand up to answer and you'll get a prize. There's some cool prizes from New Zealand, so are you already want to answer? <laughs> Awesome. And then I'll talk a little bit and what we'll do at the end is we'll go through some scenarios. I've got one scenario for each table and those things have happened to at my gym or to me or one of my clients would have happened. So the purpose of doing those scenarios is that, you know, as a business owner, you do feel alone most of the time. And when something happens to you, you freak out and you actually don't know what to do, right? 
So then you react to a situation rather than stop, think, and act. Cool? So hopefully by doing scenarios with other business owners, other like-minded people, if it ever does happen to you, you're not going to just react to what actually has happened. You will feel like you've done this before, you had a rehearsal, and now it's actually time to act properly without feelings. Cool? So what we're going to talk today about is using peak moments, which is your bright spots, um, to keep members engaged long-term, firing the wrong clients, and smashing clicks. So how many of you actually have female-dominant gyms, like most of the membership are females? Cool. We all know where if lots of females get together, they do go into packs because there's just a normal human nature to be part of the pack, right? And it's mainly happens with females. So my, my original gym is 80% females. So I've done lots of this clicks. So like I said, what we're going to do today is we'll talk kind of together and then at the end work on some scenarios. So first question, what helps us to retain members? There you go. So we've got second question. How can we help them to stay motivated? Okay, next question. Why do they come to your gym? Last question. What process do you follow and do you have any process to make sure that you retain those members, that they stay motivated? So it's pretty much like cover all those three questions. What process do you have to make sure that your members are happy? So the biggest part of retention is making people feel that they are belong to your community, that they feel like they are part of your family and they have a purpose, right? So what we do at my gym, and I'll use my gyms as example, we like to be part of their progress or their journey from the start. So like most of you guys as well, you start with no sweat intro or free trial, whatever it is. When you have that no sweat intro, like Jeff mentioned, you, you set their goals there and then. So that's your start. That's the start of their journey. Okay, so you set those goals and then you decide which option they're going to choose if they're going to go into group coaching or if they're going to go into private coaching. We like in my gym like to call it group coaching rather than classes because you offer coaching, not just a normal gym class, right? So by asking them basic questions, what the goals are, where they're trying to go with it, what they're trying to achieve, you prescribe the best option for them, if it's a private or if it's a group coaching. So if they go into group, then they start with on-ramp and then they jump into the classes. If it's a private, then you start their PTs. And normally, it's just at my gym, when somebody goes into private coaching, they always buy nutrition with it as well. It just seems to flow together. Once they start, we do follow-ups, which I'll cover a little bit later. But every three months, like you do as well, we'll reset those goals. We'll catch up with them again and see how they've been progressing over these three months and so on. We also offer fitness test. It takes half an hour, our goal setting half an hour. So it's a same thing time-wise. But the difference is when we do goal setting, we sit down and we talk about their goals. When we do fitness test, we just see how much they've progressed or we set that benchmark for them. And it's only half an hour as well. And if anyone interested what test we do, I'm happy to share this on, in the group as well. Okay. So at my gym, I don't do much with customer retention anymore. I have a customer service and retention specialist. It is a joy girl. 
but I've renamed the role for the purpose that she knows that she is a retention specialist and it's her job to make sure that you know members are welcome, they're looked after, and they're being noticed. Okay. What we use for retention, you can use all different project management apps, softwares, whatever. I like Trello. I personally, when I do project management, I do Asana, but for customer retention, we use Trello. So, how else do you use this slide? Don't know. Um, you can see like columns going down. So, normally what we do is we'll have a customer name up the top, then underneath we'll have prep course, then one month, three months, six months, and we set due dates. So then she knows if she, somebody has done their prep course, they'll have a due date when they finish their prep course. So then she will follow up with them. Once she's done that follow up, she will remove that and she will see next one, one month follow up and so on. So we, it does take time to set it up first, but we use it for all our clients. doesn't matter if they do courses, if they are on membership, if they just do nutrition or whatever it is. But we make sure we keep on track. We're following up with people all the time. And it is 25-hour job for her. So what we do is the follow-ups. First follow-up will be after they come in and have done no sweat intro. Just to, you know, just to see how it went, if they've got any feedback, if they've got any more questions. doesn't matter if they've signed up or not. She will still follow up with them to make sure that, you know, just basically get feedback and see how we can get even better at it. At it. The next one, follow-up, will be prep course. So if they've signed up for prep course, on-ramp, foundations, whatever you call, she will follow up after that, basically to get a feedback on the coach. She won't say that, I want to get feedback on the coach, but we do want to get feedback on the coach. And then to see if they've got any questions, if they haven't signed up yet, she will encourage them to sign up for membership, collect forms if they have signed up, just to see if they need any more one-on-one attention, if they've got any question to see if they need any help with nutrition or whatever it is. After that, she will follow up with, with them after one month they've been a member. Because we found that first month is really crucial for how they fit in into community. And that first month, they will drop out and they'll leave or they're going to carry on. Because that's when they start filling out to see if they're part of community, if they're making friends, if they enjoy coaching. Like, we just found it's really important to, to do that first month follow-up. After that, we do pretty much every three months. But first three months is to set their goals. That's when they start seeing if they want to get their first follow-up. They kind of know what their back squat is. So now they've got a goal. So that's when we catch up with them for their goal session and start setting up those goals to, because they have different goals from the first time they came into your gym. First, when they came in was, I want to lose weight. I want to get healthier. I want to get fitter. Now I want to first pull-up. I want a 100 kilo deadlift or I want to run 2Ks without stopping. So that's where great opportunity to upsell your PTs, to upsell your nutrition, to whatever it is, skill sessions, whatever you do. It's not just to keep them motivated and engaged, but it's also for you to upsell and work on that average revenue per member. Okay? And then we do every three months just to make sure that they're okay and so on. We also do attendance follow-up. If somebody's been attending your gym every day, for the last three months, and then suddenly they haven't been at the gym for a week. Clearly, it's a sign of something, right? Why, why would you leave it until they haven't been at the gym for a month? If they already missed a week, something is not right. It's already a flag. It's already a sign. So we just call to, just to check up. How are you going? Maybe they're sick. Maybe they're away on holidays. 
maybe something is actually wrong and you'd rather fix it earlier than later because while it's still early stages, you have a higher chance of getting them back in the gym. The other way of keeping your members engaged and I guess motivated is reward them for something or feel, making them feel special or that they are part of the family. So what we do is we send them birthday cards. I'm sure most of you do that as well, right? Christmas cards. I know they get million Christmas cards at Christmas, but you kind of want to wanna show them that you appreciate them being part of your gym. We also have thank you cards that we give to our members that have helped at the gym. They might help new member or they referred someone or whatever it is. So we give them thank you card and also put a little gift voucher in it for $10. And it could be something that they like. If we know that they like reading books, then we'll send them voucher from the bookstore. If they're into nails, then we'll send them voucher for nails, right? And if we don't know what they like, we just send them petrol voucher because everyone uses petrol to get to your gym, right? We also give onesies to the newborns. You can see on the right, little cute CrossFit baby and flowers to those who lost someone they loved. Some if they, if they had a um, death in the family and we know about it, we'll send them flowers as well just to show them that we do care and they are part of the family. We are also like to reward our members for their loyalty. So what we do is you can't really see it on the first picture, but it has one right across the back. So it's a one year stronger t-shirt and we give one year stronger t-shirt for those who's been with us for a year. That's their anniversary gift. We all know it doesn't cost much to do this t-shirt and over a year they would have paid way, way more in membership fees. So, and they all care. They're all waiting for their one year and excited, come to your office and go, can I get my one year t-shirt? Like little kids, like, it's like Christmas for them. And then for two years we do hoodies, it's cold in New Zealand. So <laughs> we um, give them hoodies for two years. Then for three years, we um, got this little beers that one of our members makes them, looks really cool, and we engrave name and put it on the wall. So if they're not your member anymore, it's easy to take off the wall. <laughs> but hopefully you don't have to take it off the wall, but pretty much put it on the wall. And they feel really special. They feel like it's their gym. Their name is on the wall. So they feel more motivated to come back and they refer their friends because they want their friends to see that, you know, their name was on the wall. And for four years, that's one, two, three, four years. Oh, four years, that's right. We do one month free membership. I know I don't give anything away, but we do that. And they, you know, we don't automatically give it to them. They have to come and ask for that one month. It could be when, you know, something happens and their cash flow really low or they lost their job or something. So it's like a kind of like an emergency fund for them that they can ask for once in their lifetime of membership. And for five years, we get something special, like, you know, if they um, like something particular, that we actually make a little bit of effort, go and get special gift that, I don't know, if they like whiskey, we go and buy them a bottle. If they like special beer, like, we'll buy that for them, whatever it is. So knowing your client's motivation is really, really important. So what do our clients want? There's two main things that they want, and it's a recognition and progress. Those two things kind of go together. When they make a progress, they want to be recognized for it, right? And when they get recognition, they want to keep progressing. So success creates motivation and it's not other way around. You have to 
feel successful, to stay motivated. You have to have those little successes keep coming to you for you to keep moving forward and stay motivated. So that's why at Two Brand Business Gems, we celebrate um, Bright Spot Fridays. Who celebrates Bright Spot Fridays? Cool, pretty much everyone, awesome. So as you know, like Bright Spots are moments that make you feel awesome, make you feel happy, successful, like you've achieved something. And it could be anything. It could be um, something to do with your training or your kids or you know, you started piano lessons, whatever it is, but something that make you feel, you know, motivated and even engaged with yourself. And that's why you should do it at your gyms as well, to keep your, motivated, uh, your uh, members motivated. So what I want to talk about now is we all have slow months, right? So we all go through the year and then, I don't know, like in New Zealand, it's normally June to August. It's really cold, it's raining, everyone gets depressed, no one wants to train. It's just, you know, atmosphere changes. So we try to go for a little bit extra effort to keep members in the gym, keep them motivated and engaged. We start with goal setting. So this is really important. Post on your page, send, you know, send the link with booking appointments so they can actually come in and talk to you about their goals or where they want to go. If they don't want to talk to you, because most of the people don't even know what they want, they you know, how many times did you have that someone come in for goal setting and you ask them, what's your goal? And they go, I don't know. That's why I'm here, right? So they expect you to set goals for them. If they don't know, if they don't want to catch up for goal setting, that's cool. Offer them fitness tests. Keep them engaged. Show them what, you know, they're good at, what they're not good at, what they can work on. And that will turn into goal setting session anyway. This way, when you do fitness tests or goal session, you can... You know, encourage them to get that skill session with you or PT or whatever, just to help them to get through this. The other things we do is we call it members motivation. And originally it started for one month that we had and it was really slow. So I had to come up with something really quickly. But now we do it every, not every, we do it for three months from June until August. And it's a winter for New Zealand. So what it is, is Every week, if they've attended gym three times, they put their name in the box, okay? And we draw a name on Monday, and they win 30 minutes skill session with me. So 30 minutes a week is not much to give back to your community. Yes, we don't give anything for free. We don't give discounts, whatever it is. But I see it as another goal-setting session. So they come in, I ask them, what do you want to work on? By the time we finish our conversation, we've got 15 minutes to work on one quick skill. Normally, after that, it's turned into a one more, and we sell PTs, okay? So every week, they get opportunity to go in that drawer. So every week, they have to attend three times to be in the drawer again. And of course, you will empty that box, so then you don't end up million times with the same person who's trying to win. I don't check, like, I don't want to add any more work to anyone. I don't check if they have attended three times or more. I trust that they will be honest. But if they weren't honest, well, good on them for trying. <laughs> so, you know, you will know. You will know if you haven't seen them at the gym and they suddenly pull the name out, then you'll be like, mm, don't think so, I'll check. But you don't need to go for each name to make sure that they have attended. We we'll also do social events like water and wine, beers and barbecue, 
you know, barbecue or poker night or whatever it is, try to get people back in the gym so it doesn't feel like they're actually coming to train. It's more socialize and meet with their friends, stay engaged in that community so they don't fall off. We do fundraisers as well. This is one big thing that everyone like, loves helping, right? Help first. So everyone loves fundraising for someone. Doesn't matter who it is, right? Let's just fundraise. So and that's what we do normally in winter as well. We set up event and we fundraise for force. We did um, a few weeks ago, 24-hour event, and it was in teams of six. Uh, we invited different gyms around the area, and we were fundraising for animal charity and then for suicide line. So people love doing that stuff, and we can't remember how many people we had, but it was real full. People slept on the floor in the gym. It was great. Everyone couldn't stop talking about it afterwards. So another thing we do as well in winter, and that's because it's our birthday in winter, that's when we're opened up. We're doing house comp, and we run it real casual, suitable for beginners, whatever. Just something to have fun, something for them to look forward to and to train for, because they need to have that purpose, right, to come to the gym and train. And the other good thing about in-house comp, what you can do as well, when you set up your in-house comp, you release that one workout. It could be a strength component or gymnastic component. Some people will freak out because they're not good at it, and that's fine. So then you offer speciality clinics to help them to get there. So then you don't have to push that clinic as hard. So it's easier to make that sale because they already want it. Any questions so far? Yes. Uh, the joy role, is that something you do like, do you mean what role responsibilities you give to her? I don't. No, I do one person. Simply because then they'll have to communicate with each other who's doing what, and then I have to manage them, and no, one person. Yeah. My gym, um, Joy Girl is a kind of combined with admin and gym manager role as well, and that person actually does lots <laughs> and just deliver information back to me once a week. And we just use like a spreadsheet where she puts everything in. And then she comes to me with, you know, like just feedback and resolutions if there were any problems rather than coming to me with problems. I mean, you can if you want to split the roles. It's up to you. You just got to try out whatever works for you. Everyone's got different gyms, different community, you know, different approach. But personally, I prefer to have one person to do one job rather than splitting out into many. Anyone else? Yeah. Do you think it's possible to hire the joy role outside of the gym? Yes, I do. My one current one is she actually one of my coach's sister. She's from America and she just came to New Zealand. She said, oh, try her out and see if she's going to be good. And I thought, nah, mm, I don't want an outsider. And then we were actually at the comp and we just sit down and have it, had a chat. And I said, well, how about you just try it out and see how we go because – my previous one moved to another city, and I, I was kind of in between without staff. And she came in, and she did amazing. Before, it's funny enough, I used to hire someone who I wanted to be my clone, you know, someone who just like me. Where this one, when I actually got her to do um, testing, she came as complete opposite, and she's amazing. She fit in into community really quickly. She ex-social worker, so she's amazing with people and when she comes to me she knows how to read me as well so she never comes with issues she sorts them out first and then comes to you and tells this is what happened this is what I did what do you think uh, cool done you sorted it <laughs> yeah so I think it's possible I mean it's great someone within the gym because they potentially could fit in faster and then know your community but I have done both and 
honestly, the current one that I have, I think the best one I've ever had. And she's, I think, moving back to America in December. Anyone? <laughs> I don't know where she's moving now. I think it's possible. You could have been running around today. You'll deserve some chocolate. All right, uh, two-part question. First part, and I think maybe that software does it that you were talking about earlier. How do you track when it's time for that three-month member's goal review? You said due dates. So that software does that for you? Yeah, you, the, right. you set up due dates, and then um, she goes in every Monday and looks at due dates, sort them out in order. So then when Wednesday comes and she needs to do follow-ups, everything in due, order, due date order. Okay, and then second part question, when it's time for their goal review, is it an optional like, hey, would you like to do this goal review? Or you approach the client and say, hey, we need to schedule this, when's good for you? No, we ask them if they would like to. You ever have anyone say no? Yeah, and then we go, would you like to do a fitness test instead? Okay. Yeah, oh, and cool. normally everyone wants fitness test. Wonderful, thank you. <laughs> awesome. Okay, so now not every client has a positive effect on your community, right? So sometimes we end up having clicks and bad behavior at the gym. So what actually happens when you get that bad behavior or clicks? They start excluding others, right? They get some sort of sense of entitlement. We all had that, right? The worst case, what could happen is they start bullying other members, and I've had had this at my gym. Then toxic behavior can um, increase in those clicks. And the other thing, which is outcome of all of it, is they will start undermining your coaches or you. And I've had this before as well. So I've, everything that you see in my slide today is, comes from experience. <laughs> so what prevents you from acting? Okay, or addressing this behavior. In my case, I didn't want to be bad-mouthed. I was so scared that because we live in quite a small community, I didn't want to be hated. Uh, everyone wants to be, you know, liked and loved, right? So the other thing, afraid of conflict. I don't like conflict. And the last one, you you know, scared to get caught in legal battle. And I have had this as well. And I knew that I was right, but still I had to pay that legal bill to send the letter back. And this is something that you don't want. And that's why sometimes you don't act up because this is a normal feelings and it's normal to feel afraid that this is, could happen to you. But if you don't act, then the worst thing can happen. So that behavior will get worse. The other members will start acting up because they can see that the other members can get away, so why wouldn't I play up a little bit as well? You're going to get stressed. It could cause you your marriage, your friendships. You're just going to become a very, you know, a person with anxiety pretty much. Outcome of that, members will start complaining. They will start complaining to you first. Then they'll start complaining on social media. They'll start complaining to their friends and family. You start losing your retention, potential clients. Then they'll start leaving because you're not acting up. You're not doing anything about it. And then your staff will start leaving because no one's going to be on, you know, drowning ship, right? So no one want to be on the losing side. So they will start leaving as well. On the positive side, clicks can actually be a good thing, right? Because people like having people go to that they like hanging out with outside of the gym. So they've got something in common, something to talk about. And they also motivate each other to come back to the gym and train. But clicks can make you know, your community and new members feel intimidated because they're going to feel excluded. 
your old members start also, you know, start getting a bit annoyed and be pushed away and start leaving. And this toxic behavior can actually spread really quickly and turn into lots of gossip. So you have to deal with this carefully and respectfully. And you have to deal with it. You can't just leave it and hope it will go away because it won't go away. It never does. So remember, it's not our desire or our business to interfere with true friendship. I mean, clicks, right? But it's literally our business to spread around that sense of community to everyone, okay? So it's your job to make sure you mix people up, you run those team wards, you introduce them to each other so they start, you know, meeting new people rather than just staying in their groups. So how to deal with the problem member? First, you have to investigate both sides of the story. You have to listen to them. You have to listen to complaining person. Then you need to respond to a toxic or inappropriate situation quickly and professionally. And then you need to address that problem with that particular client in person. Never do it by the phone, Facebook, Messenger, email. Meet them, talk to them, okay? Because it's so easy to misread things. And you don't want to escalate situation even worse just because you misunderstood what they're trying to say or what you're trying to say. You need to be firm and strong because you have to protect your community if you want to protect your business. So strong community can get through really stressful situations and it always starts with strong leader and that's you. So make sure you stick to your decisions, let your members know that they can rely on you to get things straight and of course offer to your community welcoming atmosphere, achievable goals and healthy dose of recognition through your bright spots. And that's what helped them to come back day after day, week after week and month after month. Hey, Jeff, welcome to Two Brain Stories. Thanks for having me. Hey, so every week we have a business owner on here to talk about whether it's a struggle or a success story that they had in their business, out of their business, and to share it with a group to show other people that, hey, they may be going through the same thing or may eventually go through the same thing, whether it's a struggle or a success, and uh, just trying to navigate through that situation. So welcome. Let's get into not only a little bit of background about you and the business that you own, and then we'll, sure. after that, we'll jump into the story. Sure. I own Title CrossFit here in Toronto area in Ontario, Canada. Um, we have four locations throughout the GTA, and uh, we've been in business for about eight years now, coming up to our eight-year anniversary in September. Excellent. That's awesome. Congrats. Thanks. So I'm sure along the way, it has not been easy, especially being in business for eight years and uh, growing the team to where you want it to be. Um, so why don't we jump into your story about that? Sure. Great. Yeah. As everybody's gone through there's always growing pains. And, um, we started in a small box, 2000 square feet, 10 members, if that struggling to make the first month rent, I think we had a, a dragging boating team come in and we hadn't had those twice a week team membership. I don't know if we would have made the first three months, but somehow we struggled and we made it through. And over the next couple of years, we, we just started expanding. Um, I would say that the, the biggest key to us even having some success is the, the people that I've been able to meet along the way. My business partner's name is Megan Nicholas. He's fantastic. And I think we're, we're truly blessed to have, have the relationship that we've had over the last eight years. So um, got to give him a lot of credit. Over the years, it's been, as we've grown, it's been harder and harder to keep a control and keep a hand on the culture and on, on the people and uh, on our team. We, we refer to, the, to our staff as a, our team. Uh, because we truly believe that 
that we're we're a group of people working in the same direction, trying to uh, to accomplish a big goal. So yeah, so over the years as we've grown, the team has gone from myself to I believe we are sitting at 32 team members right now. And one of the big uh, big tasks that we've that we think we've done a little bit differently than a lot of um, other locations or other CrossFits that have done multiple locations is we've really tried to keep a very consistent uh, branding and culture across our locations. Um, and that sounds fantastic on the outside, but it brings with it a whole bunch of fun stuff. Um, and uh, it's, been, uh, it's been fun making a lot of mistakes over the years trying to figure out how to how to become a leader and how and how to how to best kind of help my team get on the same page and, and work towards the same lines. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. How what has been the driving factor or the the thing to get you to over thirty me- team members, which is huge. I mean, that's that's a huge staff to nurture and make sure that everyone feels part of the team. All of their actions are accountable on the team. But what was the driving factor to get you not only to that many people, but keep them consistent in what the vision that you and your business partner are trying to trying to move towards number one you got to find the mission uh, that was a big one there was a long time where i thought they could read my mind and everybody knew where i was going and even my business partner knew where i wanted it to go and until we started having those tough conversations and those very frank and sometimes loud conversations about where we want to go it we it was impossible to get on the same page and i think it took a lot of soul searching in myself and and figuring out exactly what i wanted i mean before until i knew what i wanted there was no way i could give that to somebody else or even present that so i think the first step was just trying to dig into myself a little bit and figure out what i was looking for why i was still doing this and and that has changed over the years i believe it started as a from a membership from a client perspective and now it's um, I'm really here because of my team and because of uh, how great they are and I really want to be able to provide for them excellent yeah what what do you what systems are currently in place right now to make sure that everyone is on the same page whether that's meetings or or whatever it would be what is actually the the tactile cues you have created so that people know hey this is what I'm supposed to be doing or this is the new requirement or what's actually in place we use slack for our communication, so each location has their own groups. Each team will meet either weekly or bi-weekly, depending on, on the location and depending on the, the team size. I'm, I'm kind of sitting in the operations director role right now, so I, I'll meet with the leadership of each location once a week, and then all of our leaders will meet monthly, and then every quarter our entire team gets together. So those are kind of the, the steps along the line where we try to make sure that we get a, everybody on the same page. And then... Um, we have a, a director level who uh, meets weekly as well to make sure that we're all pushing in the same direction and we're not getting lost in the shuffle. Excellent. How hard is it to actually, I wouldn't say keep control, but really mentor slash motivate that many people on a staff? Possible. <laughs> it's, been, it's, it's been super hard. It's, it's an ongoing battle. It, it, you never end up stopping working on your culture. One of, the, one of the first things my mentor had me do was actually create culture deck, like a presentation of what I wanted title to be and my, me and Maggie got together and we really worked super hard on, on defining that and making it not 400 slides and making it eight slides and making it concise and figuring out where we were going. And, and it's continuously evolving. It changes almost every month what that message is and then making sure that we get that down the line and so that everybody knows why we're doing what we're doing and where we're going. As of right now, that's the, we, we always kind of fall back to our, to the, to the mission and the vision. So Excellent. Now, I will ask, since I don't have a team of, of over 30, 30 team members, but 
what exactly do you guys, when you guys meet that once a year, what is the schedule of events? What does that actually look like? The, the full team? Correct. We go quarterly. So we, we always meet at one of our central locations in about 401 and DVP if you're in the Ontario area. <laughs> so it's highway, big highways. We can, everybody can get there. And we always play a game first. We usually spend about two or three hours together. We always play a game. We always have some sort of team building exercise where everybody kind of gets involved. It is led by the leadership. So myself and, and Jen Lindberner um, and Magid. So we take the role of facilitating but the more we can get our team involved in that, in, in some of the discussion and, and even in the culture and even in where, what they're really enjoying and what they're not enjoying and, and making them as much a part of the decision process as possible during those big contact points, we find that we get the, the, most, the most benefit from it. And then we always work out. We're a, we're a facility built around loving CrossFit and right through our, our hiring process, Working out and being in, in, and loving CrossFit is, is super important to us and it's part of our values. And so we always end up working out and everybody's super pumped and, and you feel a little bit closer because of it. Excellent. Excellent. That's awesome. And I, uh, I think this is actually a perfect place to wrap it up. So thank you for jumping awesome. on. I think uh, the message getting across to people is, is it's super important to have a culture. But as you said, it, you can't have that culture and explain to people what you want unless you know what you want. And it has Absolutely. to start with you. So it sounds like you guys did a really awesome job. I mean, it, it shows having over 30, 30 team members um, definitely shows that not only do you keep it consistent, but you can actually show the vision. You get people on the same page and they all know the way the whole, the whole team is moving. Um, so you get that you guys move together, you move you. consistently, and uh, you develop that culture constantly with, with asking your staff, hey, how do we, how do we better this? What do, you, what do you guys want? What do you not want? So that's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Thank you very much. So appreciate you having me. Yeah, definitely. Thank you, Jeff. And if there's anybody else on here that knows of somebody that has a story, whether it's a struggle or success that they want to bring on and share with the rest of the group, please let me know at greg at twobrainbusiness.com. If not, I'll see you guys later. Thanks again, Jeff. Thanks.